you're passionate about transforming retail operations and improving performance, plus you're accountable for key change projects and programs in your company, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Retail Transformation Show with me, Oliver Banks. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Retail Transformation Show. I'm Oliver Banks, and it's a pleasure to be joining you today. How are things going? It's almost Christmas time as I release this episode to you. Are you ready? Are you ready for Christmas? I'll hold my hands up. I'm not quite there yet, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Now, today, I've got a really interesting subject for you. Today, I've got a subject that, in fact, I've had quite a few messages and emails from you, the listeners, about this particular topic. So I thought it would be a good time to dive into it. Now, many transformation projects and programs need data. They need data to find opportunities. They need data to find progress. Retail operations also need data to monitor performance and to know when and where to focus and solve problems. It also helps retail operations to find missed opportunities. But let's be honest, the ideal data isn't always available and it isn't always used effectively either. And today we're going to dive into that final little piece about it not being used effectively. But before we get into it, if you've not subscribed to this podcast, make sure you hit the subscribe button now and you can join me every week as we dive into retail transformation. And if you know someone else that is into the world of retail transformation, and I know you do, then please tell them. Tell them about this podcast. They'll appreciate it, and I know I will appreciate it too. So thank you in advance. So data and insight is becoming more and more critical as competition heats up in the retail industry. Resources are becoming in short supply. They're becoming scarce, particularly time and money. And when those resources are in short supply, you don't have the luxury of making mistakes. If you're facing adversity, you've got to get it right first time. So how do you avoid mistakes? How do you avoid making mistakes? Well, the one way is to use a more intelligent way of making decisions. And to develop that intelligence, you need more insight and ultimately more data. Or at least you need to be able to use the data that you already have in more ways and more effectively. Now, Just to be clear, what I'm not saying here is that data should be the the be-all and end-all. It should not be everything, but it is important. Experience still plays an important part. And to be honest, I believe instinct or gut feel also plays a critical part. So it's data, experience and instinct that form a great decision-making mentality. But today, we're staying on that topic of data. And for you, I've got four ways to use your data more effectively and ultimately to get your data to drive better results. So let's just jump straight on in. The first way is that it must be action orientated. Data must drive insight and insight must drive 
actions. What do I mean by those three words, data, insight, and actions? Well, just to be clear, data here is essentially, it's a list of numbers. It's very plain. It's factual. It's black and white. Insight, though, is what you make from that data. If the data is two points, the insight is drawing the line between the points. It's drawing a conclusion from what you can see of the data. And our final piece, actions, are of course the activities or the tasks that you take based on that insight to move your current performance forward to improve it. Now here is my philosophy, one of my key philosophies. The data you have has got to drive action. It has got to drive action. If you don't drive action, there is no point having it. If it doesn't make the future a better place, it's just a waste of time. It's just a look back at what has already happened. If you're not going to use that to drive change, don't bother. So make sure whenever you're looking at data, whenever you're looking at insight, there is a very clear action to come out of it. Now, this action could actually include my next tip, and it's all about celebrating success. Now, celebrating success is really important because it motivates the team. It engages the team and it helps them understand that they are doing a good job and that they're moving the business towards the right outcome. So when the data is telling you that you have made an improvement, that you have moved forward, take a moment and recognize that. Recognize the people that have been involved. Recognize the effort that has gone into it. Celebrate that success. Now, stepping outside of retail transformation, I want to just dive into a a company or a product, actually, that is doing a really good job with celebrating success. And it's fitness trackers. And in particular, Fitbit. Now, I have had a Fitbit. And I'll I'll come on to why I'm using the past tense in just a minute. But there, you can set goals, step targets, a daily step target, for example. And when you achieve them, you get a notification. You get a little celebration. Well done. You've achieved your target. This is a simple way of celebrating success. That tiny little micro celebration, shall we call it, is there to give you a little release of positive feelings, positive endorphins in your system. And that will motivate you to try again tomorrow. It will motivate you to achieve that step target tomorrow. But it's not the only good thing that Fitbit do. Fitbit also makes sure to keep a track of, say, you know, if we're talking about step target, they help you to keep track of step target through the day. It gives you a little notification. If you're beginning to get close to the step target, it will give you a notification. It will tell you to take action. It will tell you to go and get those final few steps. Or if you're staying particularly inactive, it can also notify you to do some activity. It is encouraging you to take action based on the data and the insight that it is collecting. But let's just rewind. So I used the past tense earlier. I don't use a Fitbit anymore. And actually, I haven't been for the past few months. And the reason is, to be honest, that it just started to misalign from my goals. I wasn't now focused so much on achieving that step target. I was getting quite consistent. And I found I wasn't taking the action. 
it wasn't relevant to what I wanted to achieve anymore. Now, I'm not saying I don't want to just to stay healthy. Of course I do. But that wasn't the vehicle to get me there. And actually, this leads us on to our next point. Because whatever data it is, it's got to be relevant to your goals, to your strategy. And if it's not, then it just loses its way. And that's what happened with Fitbit and me, to be honest. But let's bring this back into the world of retail and retail transformation. So if you're gathering data, but it's not the data that's relevant, again, it's just a big waste of time. You're not going to be able to take action or at least relevant action. So don't do it. The data that you gather and turn into insight has got to be relevant for what you want to achieve, what your goals are, what your strategy is. And this is based on two reasons for me. Now, firstly, I touched on it earlier, the actions that you drive from that data have got to be relevant. And if you're not taking action to drive towards your strategy, you're wasting time. Now, secondly, and here we get into a little bit of science. Don't worry, it's not too much, but it's really interesting. So by presenting the data that is relevant to your strategy, you are training your brain to look subconsciously for patterns in that data. You're also training the brain of people around you. Now, let me go into this. It's all about what's called the reticular activating system, which is part of your brain. And that part of the brain filters out, you know, you're absorbing millions of bits of information about what you see, about what you hear, about what you feel. So you're absorbing all these millions of bits of information and it filters out what is important and what is not. Now, if you focus on one set of data regularly, repeatedly, you are training your brain, you are training your reticular activating system to look out for patterns, to look out for opportunities. You allow your subconscious brain to start supporting you and keep an eye out for what you need to make a success. Isn't that amazing? So the more you look at a particular piece of data, the more your brain engages with it. And in turn, you'll start to see opportunities. You'll start to think about new ways of looking at the data or new insights or new actions that you might want to take from that. And you can drive that improvement a lot more. Now, of course, the secret here is getting back. It's got to be relevant to your goals, to your strategy. And if that data isn't relevant to your goals and strategy, you're forcing your reticular activating system to focus on the wrong thing. And that's not going to help you. So make sure that you stay relevant to your goals and your strategy. If this means, by the way, that you need to be starting to think about shifting up your KPIs to match what your company wants to achieve now, that's a pretty good signal that you should have that conversation, that you should start to work on that project. Don't just do the same old measures because that's what you've always done. Now, from science, I want to flip it up a bit here for our final tip. And that is the fact that your data and your insight needs to look pretty. Now, maybe it sounds a little fluffy, particularly after talking about how the brain works. But in my experience, looks really matter when it comes to data and insight. Now, what does the world today look like? Now, quite often, I'm not sure about you, but quite often I've seen retail operations reports being a huge table, many pages of numbers. 
But let me tell you this, the human brain is not a data machine. Yes, it's highly advanced, but it's not a data machine like a computer. It doesn't naturally look for patterns in lists of digits. But instead, if you paint a picture, an attractive picture, it allows the brain to visualize that data. Then it can see the patterns. Then it can understand the key messages. Now, ultimately, the brain and human nature defaults to the simplest, easiest way of doing things. And if you make it simple and easy and pleasurable even to look at the data, then you're going to encourage the brain to want to look at it. So make sure you're presenting data and insight in a visually attractive way. For me, dashboards are such a great opportunity to present data in an easy to use and an easy to understand way. And if you execute the dashboard well, you can also use it to make sure that you're using your data in an action-orientated way that helps to celebrate success and to show that you're remaining relevant and true to your goals and your strategy. So dashboards are a big opportunity there because they wrap up all four of these tips for you. So let's just review those four tips. The first one was about being action-orientated, making sure that you're taking action to change the future for the better. The second tip was celebrating success. Now this is looking back at the past performance and using it to communicate with your team to help motivate them, to help inspire them again to continue to drive forwards for the future. In at number three, we had the fact that you need to remain fresh and relevant to your goals and your strategy. And if you're not, then it's time to change. It's time to focus in on the data and the insight that drives towards your end goal, your, your, your destination, your strategy. And in there, remember about your reticulating activating system, that part of the brain that focuses in on particular um, themes, the particular focus areas. And you train that reticular activating system by looking at the same data, same data type, same measures again and again. And the fourth one was about having a great presentation, a great visual attraction, making your data look pretty. Now, if you take all of those four action elements you can really advance the way that you're using data and insight in your organization, in your operation, and in your transformation. Now, my final message for you is to keep it simple. Don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Do not hold out forever waiting until you've got a perfect data strategy or the perfect insight report. Remember, it's all about changing the future. And if you do nothing because you're tinkering and perfecting your data, you get nowhere. But if you take action, if you get 90% of the way there, it's not 100%, but if you get 90%, that's much better, and it's gonna set you up for the future. So make sure you keep it simple, and make sure that you take action. That's wrapping us up for today. So thank you for joining me once again on the Retail Transformation Show. If you've not hit subscribe, Here's a little memory jogger. Make sure you do that now and remember to tell that person that you know who would love this show. And if you want to get a bit of a memory jogger about everything we've spoken about today, you can get all of the show notes at obandco.uk 
slash 008. That's obandco.uk slash 008. And there you can get all those show notes and a reminder of the four tips and that little bonus point there at the end as well. So until next time, remember, keep driving progress and keep making a big change happen. See you next time.